0: This week, it's all about a January review of Destiny 2. Roger, zero, eight, eight. Alask Guardians I greet you in the light welcome back to Gamer Loop Radio everyone I'm your host Verita Amore I took a bit of a hiatus from GLR in the last months of 2021 as I gathered my light fought off COVID and got myself ready for what is sure to be an exciting time in Destiny with the launch of Witch Queen coming on February 22nd 2022. today let's dive into some of the juicy details we've received so far from the This Week at Bungie post during the month of January. Kicking off the January 13th post from Bungie are some Artifact Mod changes. Starting in Season 16, players will no longer be limited to the number of Artifact Mods that they can unlock! This is exciting! Players could feasibly unlock all 25 Artifact Mods by the end of the season. Bungie has made small adjustments to the amount of XP required to unlock Artifact Mods 1 through 12. However, in general, the pace of unlocking these first 12 mods should be close to what we saw during Season 15. For each unlock after the 12th, increased XP will be required for the next mod unlock. So the choice of which order you unlock your mods will still require some key decision making. And if you change your mind, you can still reset your Artifact. Personally, I hope the cost regarding resetting your artifact changes uh, with Witch Queen, especially if now we can unlock the full scope of mods over time. I am hoping it's a little less punishing with regards to Glimmer, uh, but we'll have to see what happens with that. Additionally, the champion mods for Season 16 were revealed, so this season we are getting Anti-Barrier Scout Rifle and Bow, Overload Auto Rifle and SMG, and it was hinted that the new glaive weapon archetype we will be receiving in Witch Queen will also have unstoppable champion capabilities attached to it through mods within the artifact. Personally, I think they could have left bows at overload and left auto-rifle at anti-barrier. However, I do think changing it up a little bit is always good for the meta. I like seeing scout rifle back with anti-barrier. Jury's still out on Overload SMG, but hopefully it still works just as well, if not better than it did before. Next, we have some masterworking changes. Starting with Witch Queen, you can change the energy type of a fully masterworked piece of armor for a much reduced cost than before. A fully masterworked piece of legendary armor will cost you 10,000 glimmer and an upgrade module, and a fully masterworked piece of exotic armor will cost you 20,000 glimmer and an upgrade module. The cost before changing a piece of armor's energy type, before fully masterworking it, does remain unchanged, however. I think this is really nice, because this used to be very punishing in terms of materials, and now the fact that it costs less is really, really fantastic. Next, we have some changes as to how orbs of power are generated. Elements of the new weapon crafting system will encourage you to use many different weapons. Ideally, having to masterwork a weapon just to generate orbs, only to use it for a small amount of time, is unreasonable, per Bungie. Additionally, there's been a lot of feedback from the community about changing the way exotic weapons without catalysts generate orbs, as right now, that catalyst is the only way in which orb generation is successful for exotic weapons. Starting with Witch Queen, orb generation on multi-kills will no longer be a function of the weapon's masterwork status, but will instead be provided by a suite of armor mods which are unlocked automatically for all players and plug into the Helmet Armor mod socket. Each such mod will apply the orb generation effect to all weapons you have equipped of a particular damage type. A single mod will cover multiple weapons in your arsenal if they share a damage type, This also applies to a weapon that changes damage types, such as Hard Light, or a Kinetic Weapon with Osmosis. Bungie will continue to create exotic catalysts over the next few seasons, but for now, this is the solution they are providing. This change to orb generation definitely falls within the wait and see category for me. Given the fact that we are now going to have to slot a mod into our armor to generate orbs for our weapons, I personally think it's great that I don't have to masterwork a weapon just to generate orbs with it. But if this is taking up a valuable mod slot in our armor, we're going to have to see what changes are made to armor to compensate for that. Next from this post, we have a quick update from Bungie on the 30th anniversary content. A lot of folks in the community were asking for clarification on whether or not this was going away with the launch of Witch Queen and Bungie was happy to report it's not. The 30th anniversary content, both free and paid, will not be placed in the Destiny content vault at the launch of Witch Queen. Bungie will have another update later this year, but expect to enjoy this content through 2022. Also highlighted in this post was Operation Save the New Lights! For those of you that do not know, Operation Save the New Lights was a community-driven effort to help save new or low-level Guardians who are being auto-loaded into Dares of Eternity despite lacking the required power level. Guardians everywhere came together, dropped their power level down, and loaded into Dares to help. Once loading in, they changed back to their higher power gear and kicked butt while helping as many of our beloved New Lights as they could. Fantastic community effort across the board was rewarded by Bungie with an emblem if you loaded into Dares within a certain amount of time, regardless of your power level. Fantastic job to everybody in the Destiny community for helping folks out. I did do I did queue for this a few times, and I have to say it was really rewarding. The next post from Bungie on January 20th covers a lot of really interesting topics, but it's all about the blues later in the post. Bungie also mentions at the beginning of this post that over the next few twabs, the topics will include Vanguard reputation, Gambit reworks, weapon crafting and Void 3.0, not necessarily in that order. The first big topic of focus in the post is some level setting on the power level. Bungie starts with definitions for each milestone in the power grind. You have your floor, which is the lowest possible power for a piece of gear, and the starting point for new characters. Your soft cap, the point at which general drops stop being automatic upgrades, powerful gear drops are now the best way to gain power. Your power cap, the point at which powerful drops stop being upgrades, and pinnacle gear drops are now the only way to gain power. And your hard cap, your max possible power from Pinnacle Drops, ignoring artifact power. Starting on February 22nd, the power floor will be 1350. Any player who signs in will be at the appropriate power levels to start Witch Queen, even if they have taken a recent break from the game. Personally, I think this is great. I think that everybody's starting in the same place to be able to enjoy Witch Queen right out of the gate is a great move from Bungie and pretty typical from them for DLCs. So great start there. Next, we have our soft cap, which is going to be at 1500. So this is achieved through general gameplay, activity completions, chests and more. And this also includes rare and legendary drops. Next, we have our powerful cap of 1550, and this is achieved through powerful drops from vendor challenges and other objectives in the game. Finally, we reach our pinnacle cap of 1560. This is achieved through end game activities that offer pinnacle rewards. There will be some adjustments to the pinnacle and powerful sources as they shift yearly to focus on new seasonal content and the fresh Destiny 2 expansion content offered with Witch Queen. So make sure to check your tool tips as you start to complete activities and note the rewards they offer. Next, Bungie addresses blue drops. Be gone, kinda. Starting with Witch Queen, blue or rare drops will stop dropping from playlist activities, which are Crucible, Strikes, Gambit, etc. once players have reached the soft cap of 1500. Players will instead see a slightly increased chance at receiving legendary rewards from these activities, or a small amount of legendary shards. Blue weapons and armors will continue to drop from enemies and chests while playing Destiny 2, but this change should reduce the frequency you need to make a panic run to the tower to clear out your Postmaster. As someone who has fallen victim to Blues pushing out stacks of Ascendant Shards and, ascendant, uh, and Prisms, this is fantastic. So still not completely gone from the game, but heavily reduced once you really don't need them for leveling anymore. Next is a change to the gunsmith reputation. Banshee 44 is getting a new reputation system that matches the other vendors in the tower, such as Shaxx, Zavala and the Drifter. Bungie will be removing some of the items that were previously associated with gunsmith reputation, namely gunsmith materials and weapon telemetries. So go spend these now and get yourself some legendary shards. Players will now earn reputation rank progress with Banshee 44 when dismantling legendary and exotic weapons or armor, or by completing daily gunsmith bounties. Next, we have mods and mod components. Mod components will also be removed from the game starting with Witch Queen. Additionally, weapon and armor mods sold by Banshee44 and Ada1 respectfully will no longer require mod components to purchase and will instead cost 10,000 Glimmer each. The number of mods sold at each vendor is also increasing and will move from two mods to four mods sold at a single time. All of the ghost mods that generated weapon telemetries will also be removed as they no longer serve a purpose next we have a big upgrade for master rahul in the tower as many of you know master rahul will inherit spiders material exchange duties with at the start of witch queen as the tangled shore is being added to the destiny content vault exchange rates should match what you know for now and rahul will also be picking up some of the wares that banshee 44 and One once offered enhancement prisms will be sold for 10 enhancement cores 25 planetary materials and 10,000 glimmer. And ascendant shards or golf balls will be sold for 10,000 enhancement prisms, 100 planetary materials, and 50,000 glimmer. These costs should not be any different than what Banshee and Ada were currently selling them for. Rahul will also be able to decrypt umbral engrams. This is fantastic. If you want to focus your engrams specifically into a particular weapon, or spec it into a particular armor stat, you will still have to go to the helm and use the umbral decoder for that. But if you just want to decrypt the umbral engram and clear a bit of space for yourself, you can decrypt them at Rahul and save yourself a trip to the helm. Next, we have some updated information around Hawkmoon and Deadman's Tale. As of February 22nd, the Harbinger mission for Hawkmoon and the Presage mission for Deadman's Tale will no longer be available. Therefore, rather than move the weapons to the Monument of Lost Lights in the Tower, Xur will have these two weapons as part of his inventory each weekend. Each week, Xur will offer a unique role on both weapons and will be purchasable to all players that own Beyond Light for the following. One Ascendant Shard, one Exotic Cipher, 125,000 Glimmer, and 200 Legendary Shards. I absolutely love the direction Bungie chose to take with this. Given that both of these weapons offer unique roles every time you get one, rather than lock the weapons to a static role within the Monument to Lost Lights, they're still giving folks a chance to get the roles they want on the weapon by allowing them to become part of Zer's weekly inventory. So I think that this is a really great change that Bungie made in this regard. Next we have some updated information around exotic catalysts. The following catalysts are being moved to the playlist activity loot pool for strikes crucible and gambit completions those catalysts are hawk moon dead man's tail agar scepter outbreak perfected whisper of the worm and the fourth horseman this is awesome destiny folks this is great for those of you uh, who may or may not know we as a destiny community have been waiting a little while for bungie to announce how they are reintroducing The catalysts for both outbreak and whisper the original missions for both of these weapons uh, were vaulted with the destiny content vault originally when beyond light came out so the weapons are still available in the monument the lost lights but the catalysts have not been available since that time so the fact that these are coming back as part of the playlist activity rotation is just is so fantastic when i saw that outbreak was on this list I genuinely yelled and did a happy dance and just was fist pumping throughout the house because I was just so excited. I love this weapon so much. And while I had a great experience getting the weapon, I sadly didn't have enough time to get the catalyst. So I I cannot wait to load into these playlists, have this catalyst drop, and then just crush it and start playing with this weapon the way that it was intended. Not only that, but the Catalyst completion requirements have been updated for both Outbreak and Whisper as their original activities are no longer available. Again, a really great change on Bungie's end. Next, we have information on the Witch Queen Raid. The raid cometh. The Witch Queen Raid launch date is March 5th, 2022. That means we Guardians only have a little over a week to try to get as ready as we can for this brand new raid. Additional details regarding contest mode, bungee rewards, and other need-to-know info will be provided closer to the date. Bungie wraps up this update with a little bit of clarification regarding bounties, specifically Iron Banner. Iron Banner bounties will not be removed at the end of Season 15. Bounties acquired and completed at any point during the season will be retained after the Witch Queen launches. Note, bounties retained from Season of the Lost will be capped at 1350 power and not give players any bonus power next season upon redemption. As an additional note, these bounties will be removed at the end of Season 16, as Saladin will be taking his turn in our rollout of vendor reworks. Thank goodness. And one final note regarding Iron Banner. uh, The final Iron Banner of the season will be during the final week of Season of the Lost. I personally will not be participating in Iron Banner during that week, but that is when the last round of it will be. Seasonal bounties related to Season of the Hunt, Season of the Chosen, Season of the Splicer and Season of the Lost will be removed at the end of the season. Bounties from the Tangled Shore destination will also be removed at the end of the season. Bungie also gives a quick note here that some of the daily bounties from general activities or destinations may be removed depending upon objective or reward balancing on a per bounty basis. As an example, uh, Bungie mentions a handful of Drifter and Gunsmith bounties are being looked at alongside some vendor work. We have one more post from Bungie to look forward to in January, but so far we have received a lot of really solid information as to what to expect when Witch Queen launches on February twenty second, 2022 a lot of great quality of life changes, a few changes that are still on the wait and see list for me and the return of some long lost catalysts, not to mention a huge reduction in those blue drops. As always, I am your humble guardian host, Verita Amore, and if you are looking for more content and shenanigans from me, you can find me on Twitch, Twitter, Instagram and TikTok under Verita Amore 87. If you liked today's podcast, don't forget to leave us a rating or review on your preferred podcasting platform. We would love to hear from you. Feel free to email us, ask us questions, tell us what you liked or what can be improved. And if you have any suggestions on topics or game reviews, just give us a shout. We'd love to hear it all. You can find additional episodes of Gamer Loop Radio on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Podbean. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Roger, 0 tay 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 tay